Salt and Bone, a podcast about conjuring skills for the apocalypse. I'm Jenna. I'm a farmer, fermenter, forager, witch, and enthusiastic naturalist. I'm Kami, a supreme hyphenate artist, producer, organizer, etc., born in Scarborough into an Armenian family displaced from the Swana region. Welcome to the season finale of Salt and Bone. I can't believe it's been a year. A year. Good for us. Yes. Yay. Congratulations, us. And um, thank you all for joining us on this journey. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are here today with Tamara, a registered herbalist who has been a guest with us before. Um, today we're going to be mostly talking about uh, first aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into that, I would love to know what's happening in your gardens, my friends. Mm. Mm. Tamara, do you want to go? Sure. Good to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what's happening in my gardens? I planted peas today. It's like a chilly end of April, a little chillier than usual. So haven't done too much yet. You know, the peas and the radishes and then, you know, herbs. Uh, watching some of the stuff come up again, the um, anise hyssop beautiful mm. purple leaves and the catnip also purpley leaves still right now and um of course the nettles which aren't really in the garden but they're kind of on mm-hmm. the edges of the garden in the wild spaces and we are drinking some nettle gyro dandelion tea some yard tea i like to call it yard tea yeah yeah <laughs> just Perfect. walk around and fill up the teapot or oh, some mint too yeah really tasty mm-hmm. i have a giant nettle uh patch in my backyard um, that I love to watch mm. grow into like giant 10 foot tall. Oh, you do. That monsters. is a big patch and it's like yeah. central too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it so much. And it's right next to like the goldenrod. And then there's a bunch of, uh, evening primrose and like tons of catnip and so much motherwort, like mm. so oh, much yeah. motherwort mm. in my yard Ooh. all over the it's place. It's medicine. It's fascinating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I always try to, you know, yeah, I'm trying to unpack that, but. <laughs> what what do you have going on? I have doubled the garden this year. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and I planted some potatoes and mm. seed or um, onion sets yesterday. And I've got a bit of turnip on the go and some peas and some lettuce. And I got a porch full of seedlings and flowers. So I'm excited to get out there. But yes. yeah, as you were saying, like it is a later spring this year. The flowers are not quite as popping and. Some of the herbs aren't as up, but I mean, every year is different, right? Mm. Yeah, totally. I hope we get, Mm -hmm. and I hope we we get uh, like a rainy season like last year. It was just such perfect. Do you remember last year? I just did not water my garden Mm -hmm. at all because it was like every three days it would rain and then it would be sunny and then it would rain again and it would be sunny. I'm just like, I have not touched my hose this entire summer. Mm -hmm. It was so perfect. It was. What is everybody excited to grow this year? Do you have like a number one thing that's like calling out? The uh, the uh, the gourd that turns into the loofah, the oh. loofah gourd. Mm. <laughs> um, I planted several and only one survived. <gasps> it's and it's like barely hanging on, <gasps> and it's already started to flower. So I keep picking off the flowers because mm-hmm. I'm like, not yet, you know. <laughs> but all the forms I read were talking about how it's like a, it's a basically a tropical plant, and it needs like 
several months. Um, so in this zone, I had to, the forums were saying to plant it in December. Oh, wow. To start it in December because it's just such a long season because you have to let it dry uh, on oh, the vine. Yeah. Like, oh. so then you can, then, then you peel it and it becomes a loofah. Hmm. And then I found out that my great grandfather used to grow them and he was really good at it. And he would, um, like basically grow it for the village. So everybody would get their loofah sponges, like from my, my great grandfather, oh, yeah. which I thought was so sweet. And I was like, it's ancestral. And then it's like one measly <laughs> seedling is like, <laughs> like barely <laughs> hanging on but I'm like convinced that it's gonna be it's you know anyways I hope I hope it works out I hope it works out very <laughs> best. the thing I'm most excited about for sure and then all of my garlic I basically oh, planted 70% yeah. of my garden is garlic wow um, yeah so awesome. party time <laughs> nice I'm really excited I'm excited for melons this year I've like always grown some melons but last year I was like these are amazing total game changer Mm. made like melon juice like Ooh, yeah. really elaborate like herby fruity melon salads mm. oh it's good and then all the herbs and yeah. like some like different type of like witchy plants like we were just talking about datura i'm super excited to grow some fancy daturas because it's a moth moment listeners um i really <laughs> like moths and moths uh the sphinx moths pollinate uh deter they have like the like the proboscis to get in there and feed from them because they have like a long neck i would say as a flower so yeah wow it's, it's really for moths it's all I about moths i didn't know that <laughs> that's a whole other level to the detura interesting mm -hmm. yeah okay wow what about you well, you know, I have um, a couple years ago, I started seeds of some, um, a herb called Statues Wood Betony. Um, mm. So it's, uh, I, I've never worked with it as a medicine, but it's well known in the European pharmacopoeia, you know, like herbalists have used it for a long time. So now that I have some in my garden that's a few years in, it's a mint. And so it, um, you know, it, it takes a little while, but then it keeps going every year. And, and I think um, this year I've got some nice looking plants coming up now that I think I'll be able to harvest them and there will be, you know, and more will grow back. And so that is, um, it's a really good medicine for the head. It's okay. like, uh, you know, you can use it for headaches and migraines and stuff and also for like um, mental health stuff oh yeah so yeah, anxiety and yeah and uh or depression just yeah bringing things into balance around the head on various levels mm. so i'm excited about that one and it makes these beautiful kind of fuchsia flowers mm. so um so that's a good one and then yeah speaking of ancestral plantings i um my family is really into has has always been really into the growing the potatoes and uh and I <laughs> have a whole bunch of beautiful potatoes that I grew last year that now you know are sprouting mm -hmm. and I, I haven't put them in the ground yet but I'm getting ready to do that hoping that like I'm always so grateful when I grow enough that I have enough to eat the whole year exactly. and to plant mm -hmm. so this was one of those years so now um I'm really you know I'm watching these beautiful sprouts starting to form and thinking okay I'm not gonna eat these potatoes I'm mm -hmm. gonna stick them in the ground and then I always think about my father and my grandfather and and 
and the, you know, how many, however many generations back it went that everybody was really sustained quite a bit on mm-hmm. potatoes. And I yeah. feel like I can really be sustained on them too if it, if it comes down to it, you know. I can have enough potatoes to. <laughs> yeah, to really that's true. And I mean, this is the platform to talk about those foods for sure. Where you're mm-hmm. like, man, what would be the like heavy hitters like last you through the winter here? Mm-hmm. And like cabbage, mm-hmm. 100%. Right. And potatoes <laughs> would be like super important. Yeah. Mm, especially in this time. I feel like potatoes are the easiest, like starch to grow, no? Like mm-hmm. compared to, you know, rice oh, for or sure. wheat. Like yeah. what else are you going to. Squash or hold. I still have squash sure. in like the yeah. cold room and they, mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, well, it's hard to get through them all. But I mean, yeah. if I was like, that's all I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of. Um, I'd love to, before we kind of go down the list, I'd love to hear about what your favorite um, first aid herb is. Or tree. Mm. Or flower. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say um, what's coming to mind, because I've just had so much success with it, is um, it's both a wild herb and you can grow it in the garden. Bee balm. Mm. Monarda fistulosa uh. or Monarda diadema. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different varieties of that. It's amazing um, topically for burns. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It's like comparable to St. John's wort oil? Um, so St. John's wort oil I would use on a sunburn. Yeah. For sure. Um, that would be my first choice for that. But no, like for burns where Ooh. you, you know, like you burned yourself Properly on the stove yourself. or a fire yeah. or something. Yeah. You can, you can just, I mean, usually... I will just take a leaf and it can be either fresh from the garden or I have it dried in a jar in my cupboard. And a lot of times I'm getting burns in the kitchen in the winter. So I just take, you know, a dried leaf out of the jar if that's the case. Chew it up and then put it right on as a poultice and it sucks the heat out of the burn. So if you can do it as soon as possible, yeah. it can prevent the severity of your burn, mm, basically. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really, it works so well. So I have the the red blooming, more ornamental one, but then Mm -hmm. I have like the purple blooming Mm -hmm. one as well for Minarda. So like, would you recommend one over the other? Well, I can't say for sure, although the wild variety would be closer to the purple. Mm -hmm. So that might be more... Like I'm trying, I try to work with the more wild varieties, Mm -hmm. but really they, they might all be similarly effective because I, yeah, I'm just not sure about which, you know, Mm -hmm. constituents are strongest in (laughs) which varieties. I would say to our listeners, if you haven't really like touched or experienced like bee balm or Minarda, it's such a sensory, like there's so much going on. Like the scent is so intoxicating Mm -hmm. and I guess. Um, it would be very familiar to Earl Grey tea because it used to be put in that, right? Yeah, it's also known as well. It's it's known as bergamot. Yeah. Oh. But it it actually, as I understand it, bergamot that's in Earl Grey tea is a different, it's a different it's a citrus different. of some kind. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, but it but it resembles that kind of, and it's also called sometimes wild oregano when it grows mm-hmm. in the wild, and it does have a, a really? kind of resemblance to oregano or thyme. It's got a spiciness to it, and mm. you can use it in cooking for you know mm. as an herb so yeah it's amazing it's okay. it's quite a it's quite an experience to to rub and taste the leaf and and all of that and gorgeous flowers right do you make like a salve or a an oil out of it for other burn stuff or you just like the dry leaves with it? i've never infused that one in oil so for burns i wouldn't 
putting oil on a burn like that mm -hmm. isn't Mm -hmm. um yeah it's not what i would think to do instinctually because the oil will heat up and and it'll you know the burn will cook the oil basically so i don't know I, there is an old practice of putting butter on a burn so that you know maybe there's something to that but in my mind it seems counterintuitive so i what i like for that kind of thing is just the plain leaf and if you chew it mm -hmm. like you make a spit poultice you've got the enzymes from your own saliva in there cool. so starts to break it down and also your body recognizes it starts to help the cells regenerate pretty quickly it's acting as a bit of a probiotic there in the spot and so that's, that's so cool. yeah plain and simple i mean a little messy potentially but you know you can like chew it up and put a bit put it on put a bandage on it yeah, or something that's yeah. 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 That's amazing. yeah yeah that's cool i love um because i took your experiential herbalism course and one of my favorite ones that we worked with was plantain mm -hmm. because now it's like now i know in my head that it's the herb that sucks things out mm -hmm. so anytime anything there's anything that's like uh like a splinter an stain. infection a state like literally anything that's like needs to be pulled out i always think about plantain because also it's so common and i kind of would love to um talk a little bit about like the common stuff that people um, so people can recognize that plantain is, it grows everywhere, literally like in concrete, mm -hmm. in cities, you know, and it's like such a medicinal, what people perceive as a weed, you know, totally. um, and, uh, to the point where like, I've, I've taught Sana about it. So when they get like a bug bite or something, I'm like, just look for plantain. You know, there's like certain things that you just see everywhere, you know, like mm -hmm. dandelion mm -hmm. and things like that. But right. Um, those are, that's my favorite one that I have, you know. Uh, worked with a lot. Nice. Yeah. I love yarrow. Yeah. Um, for because it stops bleeding, right? Mm -hmm. And sure. it also cleans out the wounds as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me and yarrow, we love each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, both of those together, plantain and yarrow, are are perfect for for wounds, and they're commonly put in salves and things mm -hmm. like that. And they both will stop bleeding and um, and fight infection. But if there's something that's lodged in there, if there's dirt or if you've got um glass or um a splinter or something like that plantain will draw it out like Ooh. unbelievably well and i always think you know it's got a bit of a signature of that because it looks like um so just in case anybody's getting confused we're not talking about the banana mm. plantain that <laughs> right. you get from like the west indies or whatever <laughs> yeah. um but but actually you know just a, a, a little leaf that's a weed that grows out of the cracks and sidewalks in a lot of parts of the world and it grows on lawns and on really like it loves um flattened ground where it's been trampled and such um so yeah plantago is the is the latin so you can look that up um so it looks like the leaves look like a spade like they they've got this point or, or like a trowel like mm -hmm. they they can dig in there and get the stuff out and they really do i have crazy stories of people having um you know barely gnarly infections nasty infections yeah. that taking antibiotics internally intravenously wouldn't get it but topically if you have an open wound and you put plantain on it which can be chewed up just like the bee balm mm -hmm. it can be in a salve you could do a tincture i really if you have access to the the fresh or dried leaf again i think like just putting it putting the leaf right on wetting it a little in warm water and letting it sit on there is a really good way to do it but the salve can work really well too and um just letting it sit there and it it will if it, it might take you know 
time. Like in some cases I've seen like this kind of infection that won't get treated that's really stubborn, you know, so daily you're going to make poultices with the mm. plantain like um, and then I've seen that kind of thing. Yeah, it eventually will just mm -hmm. pull everything out. Like every time you take off the leaf, there's a bunch of nasty mm -hmm. stuff that it pulls out and you just keep putting it on. And I've seen it pull out glass, like where, yeah. you know, lodged in someone's foot, um, mm -hmm. where they stepped on it and it was like Super really in lodged there. in yeah. there. And yeah, in this case, it was a pregnant woman and she didn't want to, she had infection. She didn't want to, there's a lot of stuff she didn't want to take. Mm -hmm. And um, she was heavier on her feet because she was mm -hmm. pretty pregnant. And so it was like every night she would t take a salt bath, put her foot in, in a salt bath for a little bit, which will open everything up and try to, you know, send, send, draw it out to the surface and then put plantain on. And I just gave her a dried leaf that she poured hot water on and then put put the plantain on put a bandage over it and slept with it like that and then in the morning she would find infectious stuff drawn out eventually wow. she got this piece of glass out and it was like wow. from after a few months of it being lodged in there wow. and trying all these different things and there was you know so so plantain is it's like this small you know common mighty powerhouse mm. weed it's really, it's really amazing. So, yeah. So for infections, then yarrow, plantain, what else would you say is like a go-to for? For, just yeah. Just like the ultimate herbal first aid kit, you know, yeah. or in the apocalypse, like yeah, what do you do right. with what's around you? Those are both in there. Yeah. For mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And um, they can be, sometimes what people do in herbal first aid kits is they'll have the dried herb, mm -hmm. like both of those herbs let's say um powdered and mm. then if you have a lot of bleeding and you put that powder right on the bleeding it oh, will wow. it can be it, it's a good way to dry it and you're not having to bring in water or oil or anything else at that point right, you can right, just right. put it right on right. um and it's you know like just an easy way to carry it around but uh but yeah having that in cell or tincture form or dry like whatever form is going to be a really good idea um the yarrow is yeah helpful for infection helpful for stopping bleeding the yarrow is also really helpful when there's um when there's clotting of blood and uh, like it's it's helpful to get blood flowing when it's not moving and to stop it when it's bleeding mm -hmm. where it's bleeding excessively it's kind really of known among herbalists yeah, yeah as yeah. the master of the blood yeah. it's very intelligent both of them plantain and yarrow brilliant mm -hmm. so um yeah so it's helpful that way and then of course well when i when i talk about yarrow these days I, it always gets me thinking of um the flower essence that i work with a lot which is i i'm gonna call it first aid mm -hmm. because um it's so a flower essence is more of an energetic remedy it was mm -hmm. working on the emotions and the mind and such um for uh in the case of yarrow it's got a lot of energetic protection and it helps for people who are really sensitive to their environment who are mm -hmm. really anxious when they're you know let's say around a whole bunch of people or they're like maybe working in an environment where the energy of the people around them is really different from them and they just feel sensitive to it and it can make them actually you know it can like drive one to a panic attack or something like that the yarrow flower essence so i guess it's maybe more of a protective rather than a first aid but um yeah just taking a few drops of that in water like beginning of your day every day it creates this protective shield it's incredible and i've used it for energetic protection also for people um 
getting radiation treatment or mm. being exposed to EMFs a lot mm -hmm. and it because it just actually creates this field of mm -hmm. energy protection magically so, yeah I would say definitely like it has a lot of the same attributes like exactly right? what you're saying like definitely protective um like it's kind of like it's like a bodyguard for you which is what you're describing almost like magically type of thing I burn a lot of it in um, the herb bundles that I make oh yeah yeah I enjoy that Great. Yeah, that would do. That would yeah. work similarly. It definitely has that kind of thing. It's it's like um it goes to battle and it <laughs> it's well, like it's a Latin battle shield. Is Achilles, Achilles, right? Yeah. Named after Achilles the warrior, famous yeah. Greek warrior. Yeah. And yeah. also like I you, I remember um there's a book that I bought um from you or off of you and it was like the all tree medicine. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of the first stories that I read was about um the author how he was in the woods or we were maybe you were telling me the story he was in the woods and he was chopping wood I think and he ended up uh, like cracking his head open and looked around and grabbed I can't remember what kind of bark it was. I don't know if you remember, mm -hmm. but then put it on the wound and it just like stopped it. It stopped the bleeding mm -hmm. enough for him to like get back to his cabin or whatever it was. Yeah. And it just makes me think about like how we, like I, you don't, I don't often think of trees as medicine. Like, I mean, I do intellectually, mm -hmm. but like they're just literally everywhere. And these evergreens also are there all year long. So sometimes I think like about how much vitamin C there are in mm -hmm. certain, you know, and like how, um, in the winter, those are like some of the only things that are still living or Absolutely. are so green, right? Yeah. Um, that we, we, we can still access. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that book you're referring to is called The Healing Trees by Robbie Anderman. And um, it, I know that story. He got hit with an axe mm -hmm. in, on his head mm -hmm. and um, was bleeding a lot. And I believe it was the hemlock tree that he he got some pitch from that and mm -hmm. um and that that helped to stop the bleeding and and help to prevent infection and he kept working with it um over time and it helped mm -hmm. it to heal fairly impressively quickly for for how severe the wound was um and with bark how do you work with bark well so I'm thinking that it was the pitch, the sap, actually, mm. but um, but it might have been. I mean, the the pitch is kind of like touching the bark, and he might have used some of both. Mm. I'm just thinking in that situation, you're sort of grabbing Would whatever. You chew it? I don't know whether he chewed it, but you could. It's could, pretty yeah. astringent, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could, and and you get all yeah. these, you know. So you get the you get the pitch from from any of these. Um, these uh, conifer trees, they've got like, you know, if you make a wound in them, they bleed out this sticky, sticky sap mm -hmm. pitch stuff that's really aromatic. And that's where so much of the medicine is. Mm -hmm. it, it's very antimicrobial mm -hmm. and it helps to thicken and stop bleeding. And it's like, in a way, it's like, it's the tree's blood and antibodies and like the tree is sending it up to heal itself mm. from the wound that it got mm. and it mm. you know will lend some of that medicine to you for your wound so um hemlock works and the other one that comes to mind i think like really any of the conifers would work for this but um a really common one that people use is the balsam fir Mm -hmm. and um, those trees have these little bubbles all over the trunk little teeny tiny they look like little uh kind of 
slivery things, but like they're little bumps. They're like the, they, they're, yeah, they're just these tiny little like long bumps that mm -hmm. go all over the trunk. And if, and you can um, push one, you can use your nail or something sharp and like pierce one of them yeah. and all this uh, sap comes out mm -hmm. and that is fabulous for Infections, uh, fighting infections, fighting infections and, and, and yeah, internally as bleeding. well like would you yeah for most yeah right. um i don't usually take the sap internally but you can mm -hmm. um i you know work with the needles right um and to yeah boil. like yeah yes, vitamin c like you were right, saying which c, and maybe yeah. we're talking about that in the winter sustenance uh, right yes talk yeah, yeah. we had but also um yeah, and I make tincture with them, and mm -hmm. then if you so if you extract them in alcohol, which I do like to put a little bit of the the pitch in there to get some of the, that aroma, Out. and a little yeah. bit of the the twigs or bark, um, then the alcohol extracts more of those uh, all, like the really aromatic stuff, mm -hmm. the all those volatile oils that are really medicinal, mm -hmm. that that really can help with fighting infection and really help with inflammation. And right. so you get less of the vitamin C, but more of these kind of right. wound healing and infection right, right. fighting types of That's cool. things. All yeah. right, so we've kind of covered a bit of burns, a bit of wound, like or infections. infections. What about like if you had a fracture or a sprain mm. and you wanted to treat with plants, right. what would you recommend? For bones, bone set? <laughs> <laughs> the easiest one. <laughs> yeah, bone set, it's interesting because that one, um, it was when I was first taught about it, you know, I was taught that, well, it's not really for setting bones. It's It came from uh, being a medicine for dengue fever which was also known as break bone fever and it really hurt the bones and, it, and for when you have these kinds of flus where you have achy bones mm -hmm. and you're kind of shivering mm -hmm. and it is wonderful medicine for that but actually it has an a long history of use also not in apparently in the western herbal medicine that i was trained in but more in the medicine of this land here mm -hmm. um where they where it was used to help with setting and um, healing of bones helping mm -hmm. to rebuild bone cells and um, that one i usually give internally and it's super bitter um, and so that's part of the way that it helps as medicine because it helps you to take up the nutrients from whatever you're taking in to feed your bones and help restore them so you're gonna have lots of bone broth and you can take mm -hmm. bone set before mm -hmm. that um, for example uh, but uh, it probably would work topically too, but I actually haven't worked with it that way. Usually topically for broken bones, um, a favorite, favorite herb I like to use is mullen. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that was good for bones. Yeah, mullen. Mullen's yeah. also one of those like multifunctional. Uh, yeah. Totally. Gorgeous. Yeah. For, was it for lungs and then <laughs> for, for your spine? Like your, yeah. yeah. So, so in working with your spine, it's kind of playing into your bones you're mm -hmm. you know it's basically like working structure with and your baby yeah yeah so um it's if you feel a mullen plant when it's in its second year of growth and it sends up this beautiful tall flowering stalk if you mm -hmm. feel that stalk it's kind of um you know it's pretty tough it's hard to break mm -hmm. even though it's pretty narrow it's strong 
And I still have them up in my garden from like, <laughs> for, if I don't take them down, they will not come They down. stay, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. people, you know, would use old ones as torches and stuff. To, you know? I made some. Uh, Did you? On like Samhain this year, yeah. <gasps> Brought like beeswax and golden herbs. I'm waiting for a very special occasion to burn them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Maybe Beltane. We'll see. Mm, yes. That's pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they're... They, they've got this strength that kind of resembles this, you know, the strength of bones that you want. But if you feel them, there's also this kind of softness to them, even though they are, you know, they won't break. Mm-hmm. There's like a little bit of a yielding. And the mullen, you know, the places where it really likes to grow is disturbed ground, especially mm-hmm. rocky, dry, hard soil. And it will, um, you know, in an area where it's been disturbed, it'll show up and help to get the ground ready for other stuff to eventually grow there too. So it's showing up as a bit of first aid for this damaged piece of earth. I think of it that way, you know, and it eventually brings more moisture and holds it there and then other stuff can grow. So it's got this affinity for these really hard, dry places, but it brings moisture to them. It's so soft. Its leaves are so soft. The kids always call it nature's toilet paper. I know. Cowboy (laughs) toilet paper. Right, right, right. It is much more, thank you. (laughs) And the flowers are so nice too. And I was saving the flowers for, um, what is it, for ears? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. The flowers infused in oil for ear infections. Mm -hmm. It's fabulous. Put drops of the oil or put cotton swabs in the oil and put put it in the ears. Works really, really well. But um, so for bones, it's like it's working in this way of helping to support the hardness of bones but at the same time if a bone has been broken and it hasn't been set properly and it's the same thing even if it hasn't been broken but you've had some kind of injury so like on your spine and something's out of alignment it sometimes you know you have this defense mechanism of hardening all around the area mm-hmm. yeah and you can go to a chiropractor or whatever you can't it can be hard to shift it mm-hmm. because you've got this kind of defense mechanism up and it becomes really hard and it's hard for moisture to get in there so nourishment can't get in to heal the bones and the mullen really works with that picture and it helps to soften and allow this movement mm-hmm. and it is intelligent too in mm-hmm. that it actually helps bones to set the way that they are supposed to be initially internal or would you be applying to the skin both and yeah yeah, double it that's so funny because it's also a what is it called uh it for phlegm it uh loosens the phlegm right yeah what's the descriptive word for that and uh well mucilaginous mucilaginous that's the word yeah but it's it's so funny because it works similarly Mm -hmm. though to for your lungs right so loosening the phlegm tuberculosis patients yeah yeah Mm. to heal so if you think about just like healing the integrity of any tissues that have been damaged Mm. so they're all kind of lanky and rough like sometimes there's all this extra mucus because your body's trying to put it out to heal itself but it gets out of balance and so it manages that but then it puts this healthy layer of mucus and then it just strengthens the Mm. integrity of the tissue so that it it so also from i remember like for smoke damage like Mm. for the lung smoke damage actually like breathing the my friends in california during the fires were burning it and inhaling the or steaming it maybe i can't remember which or smoking it or smoking it that's what i meant yeah um which it sounds counterintuitive if you think about it because it's like you're you know you're smoke damage but um it has really interesting i thought that was really cool yeah and you can drink the tea and it'll it'll work effectively Mm -hmm. too if smoking is going to be irritating for you but there is a thing you know there's a history of of using smoke smoking as as medicine and herbal medicine and it makes sense i think in cases where you've breathed in 
toxicity that's lodged in your lungs mm -hmm. and by taking in smoke it's kind of it's this it's level of there. irritation yeah. yeah it meets it and mm -hmm. and you can clear it out so after being out in really polluted air all day like a herbal smoke um mm -hmm. you know even with even with a little bit of like homegrown tobacco that's good just got that in mm -hmm. it is um can potentially be helpful, you know, as long as it's not the kind of thing that you're doing habitually all the time, all day, mm -hmm. then it's going to be more irritating. But, you know, in my mind, anything can be medicine or poison, depending on how you yeah. work with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, so it's really helpful that way. Um, and uh, you can put the mullen leaves, like same thing, make a, make a poultice with them, put them in hot water and and then lay them over the bones and let them sit there to help mm. them set and you can take them internally and they can be infused in oil i give them to people to take i give like the tincture of it to people to take before they go for um, a physiotherapy treatment or whatever mm. kind of bodywork treatment and take it every time before you go and then it's going to help as you get worked on everything to shift and find its way a little bit that's more. fantastic like i've had a back injury since like my 20s mm. and my body also loves to hold on to that tension right. and like intent like it just it's hard to just like relax and let go once it finds the pain so mm. that's amazing that would be such a great ally to work with if you had the injury or if it flares up it's just like to help mm. chill yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah it really That's awesome it really is yeah and then of course you know for broken bones comfrey is a classic one right and it's yeah. known as knit bone as well and it works really well as a poultice and you can also take the homeopathic symphytum which is good just because if, if you've got a lot of liver liver damage sometimes comfrey internally there's warnings against it yeah but um but generally i think it's quite safe for most people especially if you're just taking it like for the period of time when you have a broken bone and then you you know stop but it's um the thing about comfrey is it doesn't uh have the same sense of uh intelligence as the mullen where it helps the bones to set properly mm. so you only really want to work with comfrey until once you know get, right. that the bones are set then the comfrey ah, speeds it up and it really gets the yeah, bone okay. healing a lot mm. faster and comfrey's also good for co like coughs too totally you know? it's so interesting that they're both like they work in those ways similarly right and mm -hmm. and because mm -hmm. we do do like a cough syrup with comfrey right like that's one yeah of the things they use yeah i would do with comfrey and mullen and mullen, for sure yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great cough syrup yeah yeah, yeah. what so. about Okay, so we've talked about this before. We're like, man, if we were in like an emergency situation, you, maybe you don't have a wound, like a physical wound, but the shock and like the PTSD and the trauma, like, right. yeah. One thing we can see, shock, shock is shock it's, and panic. It's real, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. it's very. Can you describe what that looks like when somebody's experiencing like shock, perhaps, or like how you would treat like because it mm. what is it like you get cold mm -hmm. you can't think straight mm -hmm. so you yeah you just it's a lot of circulatory stuff that gets disrupted mm -hmm. so like yeah affecting your brain or affecting your mm -hmm. temperature and yeah you can get dizzy you can be disoriented you can um for some people yeah it would be like more of like a panic attack mm -hmm. and for some people it would be more of a disorienting thing people miss and, it though right because it's like there's no wound yeah that you can right. see but someone is acting strange yeah and they don't know either mm -hmm. they're you know like you don't know what's happening too if you're in shock yeah. you're just yeah. living your life right so um yeah you know well my favorite remedy for that is a blend of flower essences which um 
is known as re- rescue remedy. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, the Bach flower mm-hmm. remedy blend. And there's a few different flower essences blended together that somebody could make their own, but some of them, I don't have access, easy access to some of the flowers in there. And so it's just this little bottle that you can buy for like 15 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And it lasts years and years and you, you know, hopefully don't need to use it very often. Yeah. You're, you're using like four drops of it. Okay. Um, and ideally in a little bit of water. And that is designed specifically for shocks and dealing with any kind of trauma. It, it can be helpful for, for people. Yeah, it can be helpful for people that are dealing with anxiety, people that are dealing with PTSD. They can take it regularly over time, you know, even if it's been years since you've had the, the trauma. But um, initially, right at the time of the trauma, it's really great, you know, like right after someone's had any kind of an accident, if you have that around, that is so helpful. And it's totally safe for anybody, um, children, pregnant women, pregnant women, mm-hmm. animals, a lot of people use it on their animals if they yeah. have trauma. Um, it, it doesn't matter if you're taking any other medication or whatever. It's okay. totally safe. Um, it's just a, it's a vibrational remedy, but the way that it works is profound and it has physical effects. Mm-hmm. And if it's not going to do anything, it's not going to cause any harm anyway. So, um, so that's a big one. And then the other one is, um, Arnica. And I like to use Arnica as a homeopathic too. You can grow Arnica and you can make Arnica tincture and you can take that, but you have to be more careful with taking Arnica internally as a herbal medicine because it can, um, it can speed up your heart. It can mm. uh, it can be a bit toxic. Like it's uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to just guzzle it. <laughs> You'd want to be a little mm-hmm. careful with it. So I like to work. I use it. I use it topically. Like you can use it topically arnica for um, it's injuries. Like, yes, yes. Like inflammation and mm-hmm. stuff. But arnica homeopathic is again as a homeopathic remedy. It's more vibrational than physical. It really works, but it's safe. I'm not concerned about anything that anybody might be taking alongside it or any, you know, again, like pregnant women, children, anybody can take it. So like Arnica 30C, you can buy that homeopathic, like little pills, mm-hmm. it, often at drug stores or definitely a lot of health food stores. I see sometimes they're sold in, in packets of three containers now because it's become more okay. popular. And I just keep Arnica, like it's this little container. It's the size of like a, a tube of chapstick looks mm-hmm. like that. I just keep it in my bag with me I end up giving it to people that have <laughs> injuries that I'm with or have trauma or whatever no, I'm like okay keep this and I you know and then I'll just get another one and you know yeah it's just it's so handy to have on hand yeah. or it's a good idea to have it like in your car or you know something like that I'm gonna get some for sure yeah it makes a lot of sense um okay so yeah shock panic what about one thing that always gets me, like once every few years, strep throat, and it's like I, it just gets so bad. My energy just gets drained. I'm leveled, mm. and then I have to take antibiotics. Right. So, like, how would you deal with a situation like that, where there are no antibiotics, traditional, like the medicinal, like take the pill <clears throat> and hope everything dies and goes away? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we do have some some herbs that are really strong antimicrobials that will act mm-hmm. kind of like antibiotics, but they're not going to kill off all yeah. your good gut flora and throw yeah. your system <laughs> off in the same way. Although some of them can be pretty hard hitting, and you don't want to keep having like if if they're not working and you've been taking it for let's say like three weeks or something, then you probably want to at least take a break because they they can start to be um, 
a little intense on your system. But um, one herb that comes to mind, well, specifically for strep throat, is um, there's a lichen known oh. as usnia. 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 Oh. Old man's beard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it grows. Um, I used to see it a lot when I lived on the West Coast in the coniferous, um, like in the rainforest kind of areas. And here I see it sometimes. And when I go north of where we are, up into Canadian Shield mm -hmm. territory, um, a lot of times I see it growing off of um, hemlock trees. Okay. But it's going to grow off trees. And, and yeah, on the West Coast, it would be like after a big storm, I'd go walking and I would find a bunch of it all over the ground that had mm -hmm. fallen off the trees because it hangs from the trees like these beards. So hence the name, Old Man's Beard. Mm -hmm. So usnia, there's a few different usnia varieties of usnia. There's one known as usnia barbata, and barbata refers to the beard thing, so it hangs yeah. down. And um, and and you can identify it by um, if you if you pull on the like the string of the like the thread of the um, lichen because mm -hmm. it grows like in these little thready pieces, you know. Yeah. Um, you pull on a piece and just gently pull on it, you'll see that it has a bit of elasticity and the green coating will come off and there's this white elastic cord on oh, the inside. Oh, interesting. And then you know, this is the usnea that I want. Oh, okay. So um, that is fabulous for, um, yeah, like for staph infections, gram-positive staph infections, which is um, strep throat, mm -hmm. and there's a number of other infections mm -hmm. that it would, a lot of skin stuff and like bladder stuff, and yeah, so it can work really well. And for that, I either make a really strong tincture of it, like in, in as high percentage alcohol as I can get, like 90%, like 70 to 90%, uh, if you can get that. If you can, if you get less, it's it's okay, but um you know, it, it apparently, you know, a lot of the medicinal um, constituents will extract well in alcohol. And then the other way, though, that's can be a lot nicer because it's hard to take such strong alcohol, um, is to make a cold infusion with it where it will infuse, yeah, in cold water. So some herbs are going to extract better in cold water. You're going to mm -hmm. get certain constituents that'll kind of get killed off with the heat. Oh. And so usnea is one of these. So you let it sit for like eight to 12 hours. So you can put it in cold water overnight and then, um, you know, drink it the next day. And you can, um, you know, you're going to put in, put a handful, a good size handful into a, like a mason jar, a liter size, quart size mason jar and, and just fill that with cold water. And uh, that can work really well for strep throat. I would throw in some something like marshmallow. Um, would you marshmallow just some leaves? seeds for me? Thank oh, you. I did. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, marshmallow <laughs> leaves or marshmallow root is even stronger. Um, and you can make a cold infusion with that too. The longer it sits in cold water, the more gelatinous the mm. whole thing gets. It gets pretty intense, actually. It's, it's quite interesting. Um, but that becomes like this soothing coating thing for your irritated mm. throat or if it's a cough or whatever, like your, you know, any irritated membranes and marshmallows are great um, lung and cough medicine and throat medicine. Mm. So that could be a good one too. And raw honey is, raw honey. yeah, let's, you know, I mean, we can't underestimate the power of, of that as a medicine. It's really antimicrobial and, and antiviral and mm. it gets your immune system all revved up and it's soothing on your throat so you know definitely think of that one you could mix that into your tea with the 
usnea and the marshmallow. That's what I would do for for yeah. strep throat. You can also think of other heavy hitting herbs like golden seal is a really strong one. It's endangered. You want to get it like you want to either try to grow it if you have a forest ecosystem or get it from somebody that is not wild harvesting it but cultivating it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not cheap because it is, uh, mm -hmm. but it it works really well and it really it, it can help to heal irritated membranes that are affected by those kinds of inf infections and echinacea of course mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's had a moment the last few years it seems right like everyone's yeah. like echinacea <laughs> <laughs> not well, that it not to like you know yeah. speak ill of it but is has it had a like i don't know if it's had a moment with like the pandemic because or something. of the pandemic yeah. okay yeah. before too like you see it in like cold effects and like oh, other like yeah. commercial like yeah, uh, everyone's true. like echinacea yeah. yeah 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 but if you can grow it yourself which it's pretty easy to grow so it make your it own here. medicine it's yeah. gonna be so much more powerful than anything you get in cold effects or yeah. anything like that but it's the, it's the root right and you can it's only the second year that you can harvest the root of the uh second or third second or third yeah. and um yeah so, but, but it makes flower, all these seed right? heads. Yeah, yeah. it's cornflower. I mean, there's there are other varieties that are said to be stronger, like Echinacea pallida, which is like mm -hmm. the prairie version, and you can grow that too. But the cornflower is the easiest and mm -hmm. most proliferative and prolific. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so it makes these seed heads, which I put the immature seed heads in a tincture with the roots and with some of the flowers, and mm -hmm. all of them are effective. Mm -hmm. um, the root is considered to be the most effective, but all of them, you know, play a good role. And then I let some of the seed heads fully mature and just scatter those seeds all around the garden and they, you know, they'll seed themselves generally too, but you can also, yeah. you know, um, and drop them in the fall because they need stratification and they need cold. So let them be on the ground through the winter and then they'll, mm, um, cool. they'll sprout that's up. Been doing. Uh, I have a very apocalypse question. Ooh, yes. um, enemies. Mm. <laughs> Poison. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Easily accessible. <laughs> oh boy. I feel like mushrooms are probably a good one if you know your mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there are poisons, but I feel like, I don't know, I'm like a little bit, am I going <laughs> to... I, I mean, who's listening to this yeah. podcast? Or what are they going to do? Disclaimer. <laughs> don't poison your enemy. <laughs> well, Things I could, mean, you know. I mean, you're in a pickle, you know. I don't know. I'm thinking, like, in a situation. Yeah, I guess, like, you'd have Maybe to Maybe once we get, like, a Patreon, we'll do, like, a how to poison your enemies your medical abortion and all the things that you do All the illegal things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I haven't tried to poison anybody. Well, we were talking about Datura before. Yeah, Datura, Datura, I mean, you know, some people have stories, maybe something that maybe you do, or you know people that do, like, have stories of, like, um, you know, teenagers just going and trying to get high on it, because mm. it... Or, like, castor beans, yeah, and they're like, I took all these things, and Ooh. it's like, oh my god, you didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's the Datura, it is hallucinogen, yeah. and it, it, it can be toxic at a certain level, and it can mess with you and just make you confused and potentially 
so that's mess something. with your that head for the rest of your life. Is oh, what rest of your life, right? You know? I mean, but if I because wanted my enemy of... to be slightly confused, just so I could send them on their merry way, you know what I mean? Like right. that would. Right, that's right, not. Right, I'm right. not talking about. Well, okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I. Uh, I have an idea here Um, because, you know, I've been in situations where it's, you know, run into challenges with people Mm -hmm. and, um, and there's a herb that um, my, my favorite teacher and author, Matthew Wood talks about a lot um, as being a very powerful, many times verified magical herb. And I've seen it verified too, Mm -hmm. to help deal with these situations where, there's problems between people. And yes. that herb is agrimony. Agrimony. Oh <laughs> write that one down. Agrimony. Agrimonia. So um, interestingly, that herb's just shown up in our fields the last Ooh, couple of years. Really? And yeah, last year was the first year we had enough that I could harvest some, which was wonderful. Because um, it's also a really good medicine in many different ways. But... Um, Agrimony, yes, agrimony for justice. So agrimony exists as you can get it as a dried herb. You can grow it. You can uh, make tincture with it. You can. Um, there's a flower essence. One of the black flower remedies is also hmm. uh, agrimony, and you hmm. can use any part of it. The the tincture. You can use the flower essence. You can just take a leaf. This is what I like to do best. Just take a leaf of it, um, or a drop of the medicine or whatever. And you put it in the location that is, you know, going to, that sort of represents for you your interaction with this person. So let's say you're having an issue with like a neighbor. Maybe you're going to put it, you know, on the property the line. Leaves the leaves or the flowers? Leaves. Flowers. Yeah, you can use flowers. I've used the seeds, any part of the plant. You okay. can use a drop of the flower essence mm. um, or a drop of the tincture. So you, um, you can put it, if you're having issues with somebody, um, like through computer, you're having legal issues or something, you can um, put a leaf or whatever it is on the papers that you're ah. working with or put it beside your computer where you're doing mm. all this emailing or yeah, whatever it is. So you place it intentionally and, uh, you know, I like to ask the herb for mm-hmm. the medicine for the intention that I have before I harvest it. I like mm-hmm. to do that when I'm making any medicine, yep. but particularly for this. And then, um, yeah, then you leave it and you let it go. And there are there are so many stories. He's shared so many stories and I have shared it with people and used it myself and seen so many stories that have made it so that the situation is not, there's no harm and there's no... Um, just makes them go away. Like the escalation? Yeah. The banishment? It, it's like it works out for the Ooh. highest good of everybody in a way. I like this a lot. I like this a lot. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sure. <laughs> it looks a lot like evening primrose. It, it it looks like evening primrose, sort of. Like the, it's, yeah, it's about they, the yellow flowers, yeah. but they're much smaller. And the leaves are really See. specific. And also... Well, they're, they're in these leaflets that are arranged with, you've got like two leaflets, two leaflets, two leaflets. It goes in pairs. And then the one at the, at the front is, is an, an individual, like it comes to one point with mm. like two leaflets, two leaflets going all the way down. Right. So, mm. um, this is, you know, Matthew Wood says, well, this is, he learned from the plant. It's wolf medicine mm. because, Ooh, yes. um, mm. because it's, the leaves are, are like 
packs with one leader. Ah. So it works a lot in situations where there might be hierarchy, where there might be injustice. So it can work in like workplace situations. Um, same thing if you're dealing with like legal issues or whatever. You know, you're dealing with this kind of this system that you have to work thing. within. Yeah. And so it helps to bring like justice within the pack. Everybody ends up where they need to be. And mm. yeah, all these stories like, you know, the neighbor got a job in another city and they moved away. Ooh. Or like, you know, <laughs> like, that's amazing. but also stories of just strange, random, like somebody that's been giving somebody all these problems actually turning around and saying, you know, I'm sorry, I was going through something and I realized that right. I've been treating you unfairly. And so now communication, I'm, understanding, yeah. resolution. This isn't like, my emotional first aid kit. I'm going to yeah. try to find some <laughs> dried versions of this mm-hmm. online most immediately uh, and just scatter it everywhere I go. Like a yeah. flower girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, the, the flowers you can access easily. Well, so yeah, I mean, you know, I think you want to be intentional about how yeah, you use it, but I'm not, I'm yeah. not worried about it um, being harmful in any situation. Really, mm-hmm. it seems to be about justice, and it's so understated. Mm-hmm. The plant, it's so interesting, but it's really lovely. Medicinally, how does it work? Not magically, but medicinally, do you know? Yeah, well, it's very stringent. It's in the rose family, so all the rose oh, family plants are astringent. Like very, They're cooling. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this one in particular, um, it's really helpful when mm. you've got a lot of tension, and it's like you're kind of temperament is tense like you don't mm. let go of it and the both the herb and the flower essence are known to be helpful for the type of person who has this air of just cheerful calmness and underneath it there nobody oh, knows yeah. like <laughs> underneath it they're Seeding like tension. <laughs> and they don't, might not even realize like they're so they've oh, got this thing going on so mm. much but they're going to be carrying tension in their tissues so like it can help with a lot of gut stuff because you've got tension in the gut like mm. IBS constipation and then like diarrhea because it's like holding on holding on oh. and, uh, you know? um, and uh, yeah it's and it can help for bleeding too too because it's astringent so it'll just tighten up tissues that are loose mm. and boggy and need to be maybe as a facial up. tonic too I'm just potentially <laughs> yeah yeah to integrated in my life and so it's usually the leaves and the flowers that are used as medicine and i um i love like the the you wouldn't know it but you have to rub the leaves or some or flowers and you'll get and especially before the flowers come when it's when it's like more lush with leaves mm-hmm. it's a beautiful aroma it's really Ooh. uplifting wow. yeah what kind of soil does it like well, it kind of likes a little bit more acidic soil. Mm-hmm. So you'll see it sometimes in forests. Mm-hmm. And like it started showing up in at our place mm-hmm. a few years after we planted a lot of coniferous trees in our back mm, field. Yeah. So yeah, the, then it, you know, it's it's there and it's kind of moved into the edge of the older forest that we have that, that doesn't have coniferous trees, but I think it likes the shade a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've mostly seen it in forest, Shady. but I've, I've seen it in sunny fields too. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's not super picky. I never saw it around here, mm-hmm. and I was seeing it other places. And then it the last up. few years, I've started seeing it. Show I, just, I love know? that too, where like a plant calls like, to you, or like yeah. it's around, and yeah. there's a lesson. You, we talked about in the last episode too, where people were being drawn to medicine, or like it was you would do walks mm-hmm. at their property, and it's like 
and they would describe the issues that they were seeking treatment. Mm. You're like, oh, it's all around yeah. you. <laughs> and I was like, motherwork, it's catnip. Around. It's like, chill out, mom. <laughs> so this is, such yeah, a, right. Such a vibe. Exactly. Such a vibe. <laughs> so, so that's an important thing, I think, to keep in mind talking about first aid. Because, like, if you're in a situation where you're, you know, you're in crisis, something just happened. Look around you. The medicine is probably mm. nearby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, take a deep breath. If you have rescue remedy, that'll help you focus yeah. and be mm-hmm. calm and know what to do next. And then just just try to remember that the medicine is probably really nearby. Just look around. And yeah, that's fascinating. You know. I, I like I've been spent I've spent years trying to cultivate that like practice of listening. You know, mm-hmm. and I just feel like we are so t- t- tuned out. From that and if we if like I think it's really a skill to cultivate an important apocalypse skill for sure to cultivate absolutely awesome well I think that's a great place to end yeah and look around you yeah. <laughs> um, thank you Tamara uh, for joining us Tamara has a practice called Hawthorne herbals great and you do classes you have a great YouTube channel oh my gosh there's so much information on that and you're doing a lot of summer stuff as well right yeah well I do classes throughout the summer at my farm and then over the winter online and um, I see people individually for herbal support Mm -hmm. and I work with uh, medical astrology more and more which is pretty fun Ooh, so that's I like would love another... to do an episode on that and just learn more yeah that another would be a next fun <laughs> we can nerd out on that as we slowly so... transition this into a witchcraft podcast <laughs> yeah, that's right. we all knew it was coming we're, okay yeah, we're pivoting we are pivoting <laughs> or a moth podcast yeah it's the right. same thing guys <laughs> you just write a lot too right you have some like articles on your website and stuff like that that are really yeah in-depth and informative yeah hawthorneherbals.com so that's my yeah I got a blog on there and yeah so much so. information amazing mm. this was thanks great. for having me this was great back. I so much today this is amazing thank Yay. you for sharing all your wisdom and knowledge and thank you for our listeners for joining us on this weird weird lovely wild interesting journey. wild journey uh, of salt and bone we have you know what we're open uh, to receiving requests for our next season as we start building it out we obviously have a bunch of our own ideas but we're open to suggestions um, absolutely maybe some more slaughter videos uh, perhaps we've got some food. requests for that yeah <laughs> what about making fire I want to be able to make fire yeah that's a great idea <laughs> like we starting need... from like nothing and like yeah. building it up cedar oh, yeah. twigs and yeah. 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 That's Great. a good idea. All, All right. right. Jot that down. But yeah. Send in your ideas. Um, yeah. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. All right. Thank you. Follow us on Instagram at Salt and Bone Podcast and write a review on your favorite listening platform. Let me know.